0: She would send me these dating contracts basically saying, if you date me, I will not go public. We can figure this out behind closed doors. You
1: get that picture of a pregnancy test. Yes. Do so you believe it at first?
0: Absolutely. Because you see a visual image and you think, it must be true. Because why wouldn't it be? If she continues to double down and the court just says we're going to dismiss it all, I'm absolutely going to sue her for defamation. And I will win because I have so much evidence against her. This individual has tried to destroy me. Every single part of me. I need her to take accountability and admit that she lied so that I can be exonerated. Do you understand what you've done to my mental health? You've taken me down. Down. I've had dark thoughts. I went down a dark freaking path. There have been points when I didn't want to continue living my life because of this woman.
1: I sat down with Clayton Eckert, the star of season 26 of The Bachelor. This past year, Clayton came under fire for allegedly impregnating a woman with twins. But according to Clayton, he isn't the father and the twins don't exist. He alleges that he was blackmailed and this whole thing was made up in an attempt to force him into a romantic relationship. But the craziest part is he allegedly was not the first person that this has happened to. We talk about all this and so much more in today's episode. This episode contains discussion of topics that aren't for kids, and the Unplanned Podcast does not condone cyberbullying or doxing of any kind. Dude, thank you so much for being here.
0: Man, I'm excited. I love being in these environments, and we're going to have some great conversations today, I can tell, just based off of how much we just had that was off camera, Yes, but it'll only get better from here.
1: And I've got the baby monitor with me. My son's asleep (laughs) upstairs, so hopefully he'll be asleep for about an hour and a half so we can have this conversation. Um, Unfortunately, Abby just dashed out to the airport. Um, She had a family emergency. So um, just be thinking about Abby. That's why she's not here today, but very thankful for you being out here and uh, welcome to the Unplanned Podcast.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, this couldn't have worked out any better, right? Like yes. well, you reach out, and next thing you know, I'm here. We don't live that far from each other. So dude, that's what's crazy out. is
1: I realized you're you're also in Phoenix and you're from Missouri, which I'm from Missouri, so crazy to have like Midwesterners out here.
0: And we're rival high schools.
1: Yes. We we went to yeah. rival high schools. Rival high schools. You're right.
0: And for what it was worth, Eureka used to beat the brakes off of dude, Marquette. I,
1: dude, I'm sure Eureka was a good yeah, Marquette, when I went to Marquette. Well, I think our team, our football team, started to get better the year that I was a senior. But um, we would have probably never been friends in high school though, because I was a theater kid who played volleyball, and you were a football player.
0: <laughs> actually, though, I really actually I would associate with the athletes. Okay. But I really wanted to associate with the inquisitive minds, the, the, the creative individuals. Really. But the people please Pleaser and me became what I thought I had to be. I've been a people-pleaser my entire life, and I would I created an image of what I thought would be impressive to others. Uh, and it was just recently, about six months ago, from all the experiences I've had, that I started to live a life for me finally, and my mm-hmm. circle has completely changed.
1: Do you think this like people-pleaser in you or like, wanting to be considered cool, did any of that play a role in you ending up on The Bachelor?
0: Every bit of it. Really? Every bit of it. Going back to seventh grade is when I would say it was the start of my mental health struggles. Okay. Um, It it all stemmed from my younger brother, uh, two years younger than me. uh, And he was the superstar athlete. uh, And he was just Mr. Smooth. You know, the girls loved him. He He was just awesome at everything he did. And at that time in my life, I felt like I had to work harder to just be able to compete with him. Yeah. But I was two years older. So I thought I should have had the natural advantage over him to begin with but instead I was at a deficit in my eyes and so uh, back then around seventh grade your value lies in relationships and sports at least it did for me that's that was,
1: why I started wearing like all the cool basketball clothes as a seventh grader because my mm-hmm. older brother, same thing. He yeah. was cool. He was in high school. He was invited to the party. So I started dressing like him, yeah. wearing his hand-me-downs because yeah. I also wanted to be accepted. Yeah. You know, so I, I know what that feels like.
0: Right. And that's and that's just natural at that stage of your life. You start to realize like, who, who do I want to be? And you might not ask that question until a little bit later, but you start to just see the culture around you. Who's getting praised for doing what? You know, athletes are so cool at that stage of your life. You want to be an athlete. And so you try to mold yourself into that. And, mm-hmm. uh, so for me, uh, my value, again, like no one really cared. I got good grades, but no one cared if I had a 4.0, really. Yeah. It, it was like, oh, are you, you know, are you first string on the football team or are you a backup? Uh, and and you know, do girls like you or, or do they not like you? And so you know, I felt that I, I wasn't good enough in those realms. I was a four-string quarterback freshman year of high school. When I was on JV as a junior, as a wide receiver, my brother was starting varsity as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all my friends made fun of me. They said, you should quit football because your brother's two years younger than you He's starting varsity. You're still in JV as a junior. Meanwhile, I got friend zoned by all the girls that I wanted to date. They called me big brother. That was my nickname. Uh, and so, uh, meanwhile, my brother's dating all of these women that I wanted to date. Uh, and I didn't feel good enough. And so at that point I didn't realize it, but I went on a mission to try to prove to people that I was good enough and I did have value. Well, I didn't feel like I was good enough with women, and I didn't feel like I was good enough in sports, so I started to try to f- get to the highest peak at both of those points. Mm-hmm. The highest peak in the sports realm would have been the NFL, which I made it, uh, and the highest peak, I guess, <laughs> with women to be finally seen as you know, someone to, 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 to go after, or just became The Bachelor. It I was- didn't have that dream to go be The Bachelor, but yeah. I found myself that when i was asked to be the bachelor no hesitation i took it in a heartbeat
1: what was your career like in the nfl because yeah i've I've heard (laughs) of all sort of stories like you know because you hear nfl and you're like whoa the nfl but then i've heard from friends of mine that have also you know done that done that journey that it's it's really hard and you're like you get accepted and then let go and then and then you're like kind of on the team but then you're kind of not and they like so, like they give you a sign on, but then you really don't even get the money unless you get, you stay with the team. So what did that look like for you?
0: Absolutely. Uh, I signed a three year, $1.3 million contract. Okay. 0% of that money was guaranteed. You, wait, so Not a single dollar was guaranteed. So people okay. saw, you know, okay. on Google, they saw it. Wow. you just became a millionaire. Okay. Nope. No, you get paid. Uh, some guys get guarantees, uh, and signing bonuses. I did not have a, I didn't have a signing bonus. Um, so I was getting paid, uh, I think a stipend at the time, maybe of like 1500 a week and that was in the preseason before like the regular season was played. Then once you make it to regular season, uh league minimum was 450,000, so uh you would start to make like 25-30,000 every week. I knew a guy that he made the roster, but he got cut a week later. But he made mm-hmm. $30,000 in a week. Okay. Not a bad paycheck. Yeah. But that's where it's it's they, they say the acronym it's, NFL stands for not for long, and it's very true.
1: That must be really hard on spouses, yeah. dude. Think about girlfriends or oh, wives. Yeah. Who are just trying to support, you know, their man pursuing their dream and there's like no money coming in, it sounds like, because it's it's just all wishful thinking in a way. I mean, did you ever end up seeing any part of that money that you were, you were told you were going to get?
0: I was so close and that was the thing that, uh, you know, frustrated me was, I mean, if I'd have made the, the team... Okay, a week later I'd have made thirty thousand dollars. Mm. And then if I'd have stayed another week now, sixty, then ninety, then one twenty. Yeah. To to be that close, to be able to think like you could just reach out. I'm just right there. I'd saw the all the guys in the cars they drove, the yeah. Lamborghinis, the G Wagons, and I'm like, You're right there. You just gotta make it one more week. Yep. And I didn't get it. Dang. And uh You know, when I got cut, it really was it was tough. And this is where a lot of athletes struggle uh post sport with their identity. Mm. When I was signed by the Seahawks, I mean, I was eating it up, man. I I I got signed by them and I, I went back after a camp well, I went to originally I went to a tryout. Uh they gave me all the gear and stuff. They didn't sign me, but like we may bring you back in. So they gave me some gear. I went back, you know, to my to my uh, high school, you know, my uh, my my hometown, and walked into the to the school, and I had all the Seahawks gear on. I mean, head to toe, and I just wanted to live in that moment. You know, I, I was a guy that didn't get a single scholarship offer uh, coming out of high school, so I walked back through the halls, and it was really for my ego, is what I found out. Yeah, I walked back through those halls to be like, I'm the guy that you all didn't think could make it to this level, no scholarship offers, and here I am walking through the halls yeah you know, with Seahawks gear on yeah um and i and i and I, I presented this 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 image of humbleness but truthfully i was just feeding that ego to say look y'all y'all counted me out now now see what like what i did should have never counted me out i just was seeking internal or external validation because i didn't have that internal validation and i kept trying to fill that, that void with external validation but when i got cut it all vanished the second I got cut, I went from having probably 70 messages, different people messaging me every day, keeping tabs on me. Really? The second I got cut, all of them gone.
1: So you must have quickly seen who your true friends were then.
0: Absolutely. You know, people want to hitch on and be around the flashy object. I got that same you know experience when I was the bachelor uh, and, and people would message me, we need to go, you know, Head up Vegas, and we need to do this, and it really bothered me because I'm like, I know you're only around me because I'm shining right now, mm-hmm. you know, I'm flashy, but the second that my shine goes away, you're gone, and I just lived in this place of never having any confidence, no self love, because people come and go, but really at the end of the day, you're only going to have that self love and feel that you're good enough the second you choose. To feel good enough it's just a choice yeah all the things that i've acquired in my life i thought if i get to the highest level in these realms i will finally feel good enough and i still didn't feel good enough after i acquired all of those things and i look at other people that didn't become the bachelor didn't play in the nfl stayed in their hometown their entire life and they were happier than they could ever be
1: isn't that so interesting like you see people all over the world i'm like very convicted when i see people who are like have nothing you know live mm-hmm. live in a, a dirt house and kick around a soccer ball made of trash and then like they're happier than we are in the united states it's like maybe it's a mental thing like maybe maybe we Uh-oh, need to it's have not a, maybe we know yeah you it's we know. like okay, it okay. it's okay it's like it we is, need yeah. to get our act together you know because yeah. we have so much to be thankful for um, and it's all, I think there's so much to be said about happiness being a mindset.
0: It's a really though delicate you know, subject to talk about because a yeah. lot of individuals will hear that and say, Oh, so I'm unhappy. You're telling me cause I'm choosing to be unhappy. Yeah. And the answer to that is yes, you just may not realize that you are, but this is hard because a lot of individuals will go, well, I don't, why would I choose to be unhappy? And it's, 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 it's a really hard discussion to have with individuals because the yeah. fact of the matter is, is you could wake up write to, tomorrow and say, you know what? I have so much to be grateful for because I could not have able, you know, an able body. My legs could not work. I could, I could lose my eyesight. You know, I could not have these, these basic necessities that I currently have. And there's even people out there that don't have their sight that can't walk and they're grateful. They're happier than ever.
1: What's what's funny dude is um, I always thought, man, if I ever got like a hundred thousand subs on YouTube, it would, that would be, uh, that would make me happier. Okay. You get a hundred thousand. Oh, if I got a million subs on YouTube. Okay. That'll make me happy. And it's like, okay, maybe if I got 5 million and it's like, okay, where does it end? It <laughs> like, never does. Where, where does it end? And I, I think what I've realized at this point in my life is sometimes I look back to being a newlywed and living in a, you know, 650 square foot apartment in low income housing in Southern Missouri and some of my favorite memories are from that time. Yes. It was just so exciting. Such a fun stage of life. And no part of it had to do with followers or money or any sort of accomplishment, but just being with the person that I love in a place that I love, with the people that I love. And maybe that's it. Maybe that's the secret.
0: I think it's the simplicity of having so little material possessions, but actually having so much. Yep. Because what happens is when you start getting the material possessions, you just start acquiring them and then you start looking up. To the next level.
1: Part of why I lo- so I, I don't know if you knew this, but we used to live in Hawaii, and part part of the reason I love Hawaii was because everything there is so flipping expensive. Mm-hmm. People don't have very much. You know, shipping things there costs a ton of money. Mm-hmm. People don't have very big homes because it's an island. There's not a lot of space. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to live there, yeah. and it makes you appreciate the non-physical things in life. It makes you appreciate the people, especially. Um, well, yeah, people and the nature, because the, the nature out there is just beautiful. But. um yeah, yeah I, had, I I
0: had a similar experience going to um well Bali, Indonesia, where things aren't expensive. You can survive off of five dollars a day from what I was told out there, okay, but it really when I went out to uh, out there last year uh it was life altering. The people were so genuinely happy at first, I thought it was almost an act. I thought that mm-hmm. they were acting as though they were happy just because we are tourists. And I'm like, okay, this is a tourist area, so they have they want you know people to continue to come here so they're going to like give them preferential treatment yeah and it almost at certain points I thought they were mocking me with the, how happy they appeared really um, you but, thought
1: they were literally making fun of you because they were that because happy. they were just like
0: you're really like everyone's waving and smiling and, and you're, you're like okay I, I get it like no one's actually this happy that's yeah. what I, that's what I remember my brain thinking but then I started to notice that there's really no comparison culture there not where at least I was at I started to realize that I'm like it seems so simple Everything seems so simple here, and they they everyone they talked about Bali time. Everyone's on Bali time, where people may show up at eight o'clock for their job, but they may show up at nine. Dude,
1: that's that's a Hawaii thing. Yeah, too. but yeah. there's
0: there's there's no rush. Everyone's just relaxed, and 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 there's a lot of artists out there, so everyone's just creating and enjoying their pres- being present. And I think they have such few distractions there, and and that's and that's why they can be so happy because they don't have this you know stress of i need to show up at this time i have to accomplish all of this it's like i'm here i'm on my time i'll get things done when i need to get them done i don't have to impress anybody with what i have material wise mm-hmm. i am just here living in the moment i feel like those individuals really were living in the moment more than i've ever seen and it was a stark contrast to the united states especially in big cities especially in scottsdale where i live mm-hmm. where it's the exact opposite it's materials everywhere. You know, who's got the nicest car, who's going to VIP park at the front and step out of their brand new Bentley and and get all the, you know, the the attention. And I saw this when I came out here. Everyone thought that I had all of this. Yeah. Everyone thought that okay, he was on TV. Everyone thinks that you know, yeah. reality TV stars have millions of dollars. Some do, some don't. Some couldn't be more broke from a you know, standpoint of when, comparison to other TV stars, but everyone thought that I had money when I came out here. And and I, I do okay. But I definitely didn't have as much as some people thought I had. And I definitely have more than what other people think I have. But I was getting treated in a way of, oh, yeah, come over here. Mm-hmm. I want to buy a table. It's only $5,000. I'm like, $5,000 oh oh for a table? <laughs> I'm like, what? But people would spend it because why? Because if you spend it, you get attention from the bottle service girls. You get attention from all the girls that show up that night, and you feel like a king. And everybody wants you, but really, what they want is your money.
1: That's crazy. So
0: major stark contrast from Bali.
1: Have you thought about moving out there?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Actually? I like, just, se- seriously though, or just kind of? Oh, oh, if, if I well, I, yes, I, I absolutely did think about it. But I have a very loving family that I—that's mm. the most important part of my life. Yeah, and and I have an incredible support system of people that I could not leave because my support system is so incredibly powerful they have carried me through the darkest of valleys i could not do life without them they're the only reason i'm here and i don't say that to be in a dark way but i know for a fact if i did not have those people in my life that those deepest darkest moments would have would have taken me out This
1: portion of today's podcast is sponsored by Caden Lane. Now, as a parent, I love seeing my kids in new clothes. There's nothing cuter, especially when they're matching. I freaking love it when my boys match. But something that can be really annoying is when the clothes don't come off easily, especially when you have a poopy diaper situation. And that's why I like the Caden Lane Color Me Pajamas because they have hidden snaps and zippers that you can easily take the pajamas off to change a poopy diaper. Lifesaver. Caden Lane was started in 2005 by a single mom who wanted to create better and cuter clothes, accessories, and keepsakes for her own children, and for those special moments you remember forever. You see these brands that go viral on social media, and then you wonder, like, are they legit? Are they actually that good? But Caden Lane is, because they have over 70,000 five-star reviews and millions of customers for a reason. Already thinking about summer, us too. Caden lane's new swim collection is here for worry-free fun in the sun keep your little one's sensitive skin safe with their upf 50 plus sun protection swimwear it blocks 98 percent of harmful uva and uvb rays and minimizes the sunscreen fights we all know and love and best of all they also have premium quality matching swimsuits for the entire family that's adorable. I freaking love that. So we actually have Caden Lane jammies for both of our boys, and they're super, super cute. We have the Christmas one, so we actually still have been using the Christmas jammies because they're such great quality, even into January and now February. So love their stuff, and we just got some new swimsuits for them. So um, really, really excited about using their new swimwear because it's, it's so protective for your kids' skin. Caden Lane is your one-stop shop for all your newborn infant and toddler apparel. Head to CadenLane.com unplanned and use code unplanned for 20% off your order. Once again, that's Caden Lane, C-A-D-E-N-L-A-N-E.com backslash unplanned for 20% off and make sure to use promo code unplanned so that they know that we sent you. Back to the episode. I've been listening to podcasts and listening to your story and doing research on what's happened to you. And, and first of all, I'm just, I'm so sorry that you've gone through what you've been through. I have a friend, I, friends of ours, who had a similar situation with an adoption scam. Seeing them go through that broke my heart. And so uh, hearing about another si- similar situation where, someone is really trying to like ruin someone else's life. I mean, that's just, that's just me that I've never personally experienced. And I just can't imagine what that's like. So um, first right. off, yeah, I'm, I'm just so sorry.
0: Well, I appreciate your condolences, but I want to say, um, don't feel bad for me because it was, it is exactly what I believe was meant for me. And I think it was one of the best things that ever happened to me. It, it really, I, as I've digested it, uh, it has forced growth because uh, it's trauma It was traumatic. It's mm-hmm. been traumatic, and I, but Trauma to me, it has a negative stigma attached to it. You hear trauma and you think this is—it's nothing but bad. But trauma creates uncomfortable environments, and and through discomfort, growth comes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have grown so much as a human being by being placed in that environment uh, that I'm so grateful now for the person I've become because I've learned a lot of valuable life lessons this situation and i think the single greatest lesson that i've learned through it it's the power presence
1: where exactly does this story start because from what i understand it it didn't just happen over a couple of days or a couple weeks like this is this is month months long drawn Mm -hmm. out so where does this story begin
0: well i'd say the starting point was uh may 20th 2023 yeah we're in 2024 right now right i always forget my just So just a little about a year ago almost a year ago Uh, it's been, it's been a long time coming, but that was, uh, that day was the day that I was, uh, intimate with this individual. Okay. Um, and that then, you know, they had reached out to me a few weeks prior on LinkedIn, uh, to, uh, do real estate. Um, and then, you know, things, we started to talk, I gave them my number. I was excited. I just got into real estate and I was like, okay, I'm gonna get my first deal. Had no intention of being intimate. Obviously I didn't want to cross that professional Boundary, yeah. But you know, one night uh, this individual was, was very flirty from the from the get go, and I just let them be because I'm I get that a lot. And, but I was like, you know, it's fine as long as we can do business. We can do business. You can flirt like I'm fine. Look, we'll a little flirting mm-hmm. is is fine. I'm, I'm gonna stay professional. But one night, I you know, I, I took an edible, um, and I wasn't in the right headspace. And this individual, you know, continued to be flirty, and I engaged with it that night. And basically, I no longer kept that professional boundary. I let it drop. They sent a provocative photo. I told him to come over. And then that led into, you know, really nine months of, of an, on, an ongoing still, uh, but nine months of just, uh, you know, one of the toughest moments of my life where uh, this individual has tried to destroy me, every single part of me. I'm guessing
1: she probably knew that you'd been the bachelor and mm. you, probably were well aware of, okay, people are going to know that I was The Bachelor. That could probably help me, but I want to be careful to safeguard against anybody out there that might try to take advantage of the situation that I'm The Bachelor.
0: I now know that she targeted me, but I was naive at first and I thought, well, yeah, I got to lead, a week into being a realtor because I'm The Bachelor and that's people are gonna come to me because now I have this mass exposure and all I need to do is just say that I'm a realtor and I'm already gonna get leads right out the gate Yeah, because that's the natural advantage I have from my time on TV. Now I'm gonna reap the benefits of going on TV. So that was being naive and and ignorant. I I thought, oh, of course this makes sense. And it didn't set off an alarm in my head because I thought, yeah, it makes sense.
1: And you crossed crossed this boundary, but what exactly, like without getting into too much detail, because we try to keep it like PG-13 on here, Mm -hmm. we don't wanna go too graphic, but um. Like what, ex- like what exactly happened with trying to use the most appropriate wording possible, I guess.
0: Um, we did uh, she performed oral twice. twice. Okay. We did not engage in sexual intercourse. Um, so there was no penetration involved. Um, And that's so of course as then the story as we dive deeper into it this is like well how did you know how did this turn into a pregnancy scandal if you were never um you know if you know there's no penetration and that's where i mean we i can get as graphic as graphic as it needs to be i think that she might have done something with after performing oral uh when she went to the bathroom i didn't see what she did with you know what happened after the release and so i didn't know if possibly she had then self-inseminated
1: like is that even possible
0: though like Uh, apparently on google there's a small small percentage that if you right away run to the bathroom and then you try to like immediately small percentage it's not a zero percent that was the issue was i there was a small percentage even a point one percent it wasn't a hundred percent like no the second that you know it it, the release happens and if it doesn't go directly into um you know that then that the woman's you know opening down there then like uh if it doesn't then it's done it's like there's a small percentage chance, and so that's all, all there needed to be was this little chance to, cr- to create this seed of doubt. And,
1: and were there more altercations like this? Were there more nights where you guys got together? It was it was fooled around no, a little bit. No, or was, we, this, was this a one one-time one-time time isolated incident?
0: One time we 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 uh, um, we she performed all twice in that night and that was it.
1: What does that do to your brain when you take an edible? Because I've like I don't know what exactly an edible. How that affects your brain so what what exactly were you thinking feeling how does that affect you what was going through your brain that night
0: i realized at that point in my life that i was using weed to cope okay um i was really struggling at that stage of my life because uh, i was still getting a lot of blowback online with um just it's like i could never get away from it the the negative commentary everything that i post you can go on my page right now and there's always negative comments there's just people trying to tear me down Uh, And I didn't really know what I wanted to do with myself at that stage of my life. Uh, But a big thing, and I never shared this, uh, but I had actually just uh, seen my ex um, from the show. Uh, I went to this event, and it was the first time her and I, since we broke up, had been in the same um, environment.
1: Oh, Susie from The Bachelor? Yeah. Okay.
0: And so we went to this event, and I was really excited to see her. Because we had a, it was a really hard breakup in the spotlight of of just because, you know, everyone, I I knew that I was going to get judgment, you know, thrown Uh upon me. And when we broke up, everyone said, yeah, makes sense because he's a terrible person. She finally realized that he sucks and I knew I was going to get all this blowback and I did. Um, and I also got some support, but and you know, that was
1: all public. like people yeah. publicly followed the breakup and everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, everything, everything I do is is there's no there's no you know hiding anything I do.
1: Was that on The Bachelor? Like did that make no, it We into broke the up episode? a year
0: uh, okay. we broke up a year later after the show ended. okay um and so we ended up seeing each other that that weekend this in California at a, at this mental health event. Ultimately, we, you know we had a couple conversations of sh- should we try? Should we, should we try to see if this could work? Mm-hmm. Well, we ultimately both agreed that it's not the right timing, and, and I don't think we're meant for each other, but maybe down the road it could work, but um, it, it now it doesn't seem like we're right for each other.
1: Was the was the breakup mutual, or was that a one-sided thing?
0: It was pretty mutual, yeah.
1: And so, all this happens, then we fast forward all the way to May of 2022, You're, you got your real estate license, you messed around with this, this woman that you just met, you'd taken an edible, and then... A couple of days later, she hits you with the message, "I'm pregnant."
0: Yeah, eleven days later.
1: Eleven, eleven days later. Mm-hmm. You know the exact days.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know all the timelines because there was so much you know that she was hitting me with at one time. Her her tactic is to overwhelm.
1: So you get you get that picture of a pregnancy test. Yes. Do you believe it at first?
0: Absolutely, because 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 you see a visual image and you think, "Oh my gosh, it, 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 it must be true." Yeah. Because why wouldn't it be?
1: And who do you who do you I, tell? Do you keep it to yourself?
0: Oh man, who did? Who was the first person you called? Yeah, I don't know. Who the, I'm trying to think. It was the first person I called. I mean, uh, she sends it to me, and um, I told my uh, my family, my, my my parents, and my brothers.
1: And what the heck did they say?
0: Oh, well, they were just taken aback, and, and and but truthfully though, they go, "No, there's no way. It's no way." And they said, uh, "She's got to be faking it." And I'm like, "You think? Like, but, but it's a positive pregnancy test. Like, it's got to be real." Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I didn't, you know, have intercourse, but like, I. Yes, like she's claiming that when we were, like like grinding on each other after the first time that she performed it, like that there was leftover fluid, and that's what caused her to get pregnant. And I said, "They're like, no, there's no way." I said, "But it must be a way because the test."
1: What did your What did your mom say?
0: You know, I think my family was was you know they were they were very supportive, but of course disappointed because they said Clayton, will you this is you know. You, you gotta you gotta be smarter.
1: Was there anything else? I mean, did they bring up, hey, what, did you, what about this like duty of yours to maintain this professionalism with, with the real estate thing? Did, did they bring that up or were they just more f- so focused on the fact that you potentially could become a father?
0: Yeah, what I love about my support system is like they know when I need to hear something when I don't. Um, they knew in that moment that I knew that I shouldn't have crossed that professional boundary. So they didn't need to harp on it. They made their statements. Clayton you know, you shouldn't have done that, mm-hmm. but you know what? We love you. We care about you. And, and ultimately we're here for you. Um, and, and, and I had a really great conversation with my dad early on where I said, dad, I, we, we do we call, we talk on the phone like once a week for an hour a day, our whole family, which is great. You know, I told him one day, I said, I, I can't, I can't focus. I can't do anything. I'm staring up at the ceiling in my bed for hours a day because I'm just in, I'm so fearful of the future. I'm not ready you know, to have a, a child with this this woman. I don't know her at all. Um, I, I don't know what the public's going to think. I, I just can't. I'm so scared. I can't do anything other than the bare minimum to survive, make sure I get a paycheck coming in. But I can't do anything beyond that. Mm-hmm. I got no energy. All my energy is being expended just thinking about the future.
1: Were there any friends that were coming over and, uh, I don't know, giving you advice on what to do with this this news of you? you know, getting a girl pregnant.
0: Yeah. I mean, everybody had, uh, gave me a listening ear, but, um, very, very few people. Again, I have a very sound, fr- uh, support group of, but if, and I surround myself with, with people, mm-hmm. um, that are very similar in that they won't speak on something they don't have experience with. Okay. Uh, I won't do that either. That's why, um, you know, I just surround myself with like-minded individuals. So, um, they were more focused on just allowing me to vent to them and, and just f- feel seen and heard. And they would be very cautious though about, uh, you know, about giving advice unless I asked for it. And they'd say, well, listen, I never went through this, but, um, you know, my, my dad told me was Clayton, if you got her pregnant, and this was about three weeks in at this point, um, he said, if you got her pregnant, you got eight and a half months until that individual delivers a baby if they do. There could be pregnancy complications, miscarriages happen. Um, she could decide to to not have the ch- children or child at that point. Um, and so all, what you need to do, Clayton, is just be you and live in this moment and just control what you can because you can't what? control all that other stuff. There's so much, so many things that can happen in a half, eight and a half months.
1: How many days in did you have her come over and, and take a pregnancy test with you there? Because didn't you, exactly. I, I believe I, I heard somewhere that yeah, you ha- had her over and she took a test mm-hmm. and that it actually came up as positive. And
0: so Yeah, absolutely. What, h-
1: how many days into that happen?
0: Ballpark probably. I think it was about 3 weeks into her into like her originally telling me that she was uh pregnant and and pregnant. So
1: And were you like 50-50 at this point on if she was making this up or if it was just um, it some was this freak accident, and it actually happened. Like, what? Where was your head there?
0: Yeah, at that point, I was probably 50 Um, I, I now three and a half weeks in at that. At that point, I, I uh, interacting with her, I knew I wasn't dealing with uh, what I would what I would uh, you know say is not a typical individual. Mm-hmm. I, I knew I was dealing with something different. Um. And, and, and this was some somebody that I'd never interacted with, and so I I was I was like, you know what, I got to be very cautious. I don't this this person is capable of more than I'm realizing, but I don't know how far their capability will expand to. So um, I was skeptical, and so I, I thought, okay, well, you know. If, power Photoshop, you can really fake anything. So all I've seen is, you know, images, but, but, you know, she could, the doctor's notes or whatever, she could have just superimposed her name on top of a doctor's note. Um, and so, yeah, I, I had a little bit of skepticism and I thought, well, I have to see it, you know, with my own eyes. That's mm-hmm. the only way that I, that otherwise I'm not going to believe it. Um, and so yeah, I had to come over, uh, and um, this whole time she was saying, you know, I I want to work this out between us. Um, you know, I'm scared. I I, I I don't want to have an abortion, but I would maybe consider it. Uh, but I only will have it if you date me exclusively. So she put the stipulation of that I had to date her.
1: And you guys had never even really been on a date. This was just mm-hmm. a, a one-time thing, yeah. hang, one-time hangout. Yes. And did you did any part of you want to date her at this point?
0: No, I never wanted to date her at all. Um, and, and this is where I told her the next day after we had hooked up, uh, I ne- the next day we had, I scheduled, you know, to show her some homes, so I showed her some homes the next day. And then I said, Hey, I need to talk to you. I was like, can, can we go talk in my car? And so I pulled her to my car and I said, Hey, I want to apologize. She was like, for what? I said, for last night, I said, um, I way overstepped the professional boundary. I said, uh, and she goes, no, no, no. I said, no, no. I go, she goes, you don't have to apologize. I said, no, I need to. And this is why I'm normally pretty good about explaining, you know, my intentions to people. Mm-hmm. I, uh, and I usually will tell them up front whether or not this is something serious or whether or not I just want to have fun. I said, and I didn't give you that last night. I didn't tell you my intentions. Um, I was under the influence. I said, and that's no excuse, but, um, I was thinking, you know, with a different head and, um, all that, all that my mind cared about in that moment was instant gratification. And that was a, a sexual release. And uh, that's what I was looking for that night.
1: This portion of today's podcast is sponsored by Curology, and
0: Curology makes
1: personalized prescription skincare products. Now, I actually started using Curology in college because I was very insecure about my skin. My acne was not looking good, and it was really killing my confidence, to be honest. So I was talking to my friends in the acting program freshman year, and one of them mentioned that I should try Curology. Then I started to see results. I'll have to show you guys some of the images of my face before Curology because my breakouts were really bad. I had this one point where it was like... It almost looked like I had, I don't even know, like a cyst on my face. It was just like my my acne got really, really bad. Curology's personalized prescriptions are formulated to treat your individual skin needs from acne to the earliest signs of aging. They use a combination of three clinically researched ingredients, making it more effective than non-prescription cleansers and moisturizers alone. It's easy, just fill out a quiz about your skin and a provider will prescribe a personalized formula based on your skin's unique needs. That's actually the coolest part about this, you guys. You can message your dermatology provider and they can give you suggestions on what to change about your skincare. They told me to basically get rid of all the skincare stuff I was using before. I was using a face wash from the dollar store and they are like, yeah, throw that crap away and they sent me um, a face wash that I should use instead. And it's just so, so helpful to have someone that you can message and can give you Input on how to take good care of your skin. For a limited time, you can get your first Curology skincare box for just five dollars when you go to Curology.com/unplanned. Go to Curology.com/unplanned for this free offer. That's Curology, C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com/unplanned. Trial is thirty days, applied only to your first box, subject to consultation. New subscribers only. Now back to the episode. When do you get to the point of like taking paternity tests and? this this whole thing of like i'm not the father because she's saying you're the father and you're saying no these kids don't exist like how do you how do you get there and what's what's the timeline from the actual day that happened in in may to this whole paternity test thing
0: yeah so i asked for a paternity test early on uh but of course then she responded with well you can't do that until eight weeks at the earliest so in the interim i said okay well i want to see an ultrasound okay she never provided one and then I got one from one day from one of her lawyers, uh, and, uh, I, I got that, but then I just didn't trust it. And I said, okay, I see that there's this, this facility, the name of it on there. Can I, um, you know, can you give me their contact info so I can talk to them? And she said something like, well, it's a HIPAA violation. I said, yeah, not, but you can sign off. Like I worked in the medical field, mm-hmm. so you can sign off and give me, you know, access to these doctors just so I can ask questions Of course, she got defensive. She said, why would, you know, why don't you believe me? So anyways, she wouldn't give me uh, any, like I was trying to get all the doctor's notes or just talk to them just for, con- for confirmation. And then uh, I said, okay, well then fine. If you're not going to give me any evidence, then I'm just going to wait for the paternity test. Um, so and I kept, so then when that time came when we could take it, she then said, you know, oh, well, I'm pregnant with twins uh, and I've called around and we can't do a prenatal paternity test uh, on twins. Facilities won't do it. Um, thankfully, because I'm stubborn, but I also just believe that there's something for everything. I said, okay, well, there's got to be some facility. So I called and called and called. And finally, I found one. They're like, yeah, we'll do it. Um, so I brought it to her and she was like, Oh great. Well, I'll take it right away and acted like she was happy mm-hmm. to take it. But then she got, went back to, well, I'll only take it if you date me. So she always had the dating stipulation attached to everything. And so I could never get beyond that. I couldn't get her to take any action cause it always would be like, well, I'll do this if you date me. And it's like, no, I will not date you. Yeah. So
1: she was all excited. Yeah, I'll take the paternity test. And then she takes it. And what happens?
0: Well, she doesn't take it at first. And then, um, she at that point was like, I'm going to go public if you don't just, I don't have to take the paternity test, I can just wait until the due date. I don't need to do it, you're the one who needs the validation. Um, and then she went public, and when she went public, she was claiming online, she went to Reddit, cause that was the way where she could get her like platform the biggest right off the mm. bat, right out the gate, so okay. she posts anonymously. And she said, I'm the anonymous woman, that I got pregnant by Clayton's twins, or by Clayton with twins. Um, and so, and then she said, yeah, I, I wanna do a paternity test, but he won't take it, he's refusing. So she spun the narrative on me. Really? So I, I then was like, no, 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 I've been asking since day one. So then I found this ravaging facility that would do the test on twins, and I came out and made it public, because I knew at this point, I could control the narrative with my large audience so i was like okay now i'm going to come out and show people hey i booked it here's a screenshot of my of me paying for it and i I have mine scheduled for this day so now she has to schedule hers so i started using my social media to hold her accountable by by creating a paper trail um, and that's what I did. So she didn't show up the first time. Uh, and so what I went, I went straight to social media. I said, she didn't show up. So you're all aware. So now I was able to control it where everyone's like, oh, she's, she might be faking it. Um, and so she's like, no, I was sick. And you know, so she's, she's going on her, her, her mm. forum on Reddit. I'm posting directly to Instagram. Um, and then finally she takes it. And I will say when she took it, I was like taken aback. Cause I was like, what? if she's not pregnant, why would you take it? Yeah. So I was, I was taken aback. Um, and, but it came back then two weeks or a weeks later, little to no fetal DNA. So little to no fetal DNA, I thought, well, there you go. I just and at that point I knew I was like, she's not pregnant at all because that's why she's getting little to no fetal DNA. Well, she then f- fights it and says, no, I. It's just it was a, it was an issue with transport. You know the, the Arizona heat you know, caused this, the, the sample to be spoiled. Well, that wasn't true. It was 75 degrees that day, but that was, that was what she was claiming. She's like, I just have to take it again. Um, well, I wasn't willing to wait any longer. Um, so, cause I, I know I was like, she's going to keep dragging this out. It's going to come mm-hmm. back a little to no field in it a second time and a third time and however many, however long. So, I decided to go out on my social media and basically, like, I made I, I decided to be a little boisterous, but I can't I wanted to come out with confidence so that people wouldn't question whether or not I believed it. Yeah, so I came out overconfident again. I had my Mari moment, not not proud of it, but I ha- I felt like I had to do it. So, I had, what,
1: what is that, by the way, Mari? Mari moment? Like,
0: Mari, uh, Pope of it, I don't know what his last name is, but like, you are not the father. That that show, oh, like, I've you heard are of not that the show, father. yeah, yes. yeah. So, his name is Mari, and um, so I Had that moment where I came out this video and I was like, "Guess what? Good news! Test came back, little to no field DNA. Let's go!" And were
1: you like, "I am not the father." What did did you say? Yeah,
0: basically, I I I was very particular to make sure I wasn't mincing words, and I said exactly what I was told over the phone. It came back as little to no fetal DNA. I made sure not to say she's not pregnant, but I was like, I'm going to say exactly what was said to me because I know she's going to try to sue me for whatever. Yeah. So, but you can't sue me for the facts. You can only sue me if I say something that's incorrect or false, which I have not said anything that's ever, nothing, everything I've said is factual. Um, so I was like, I have to be very particular. And so I said, little to no field of DNA is what the test came back, which is true. And, you know, some people, a lot of people didn't like the way I approached it. They're like, this is insensitive, but they didn't have the full story. They're like, oh, this is insensitive. There's going to be a kid that's going to be born one day and see how happy this guy was to not be his father. But I was like, no, you all, again, I was like, there's new audiences coming in at all times. I was like, there are no kids. You all don't understand that. And I were, get it. Were you
1: telling people that? Like, were people aware of the fact that there's a stipulation that, you had to date her for her all this to go away. Were you actually like telling her lawyer lawyer that, mm-hmm. or were you telling social media yeah, that? Yeah, okay. yeah, I had
0: conversations with her lawyers because uh, she's just, she's had so many at this point that have just dropped her and new ones picked her up, dropped and and you know so they they were like, you need to comply and, and do the, and do the paternity test. I said, yeah, absolutely. I said, you need to make sure you're, that your client complies because it's not me, it's her that's not going to do it. And they're like, well, if you don't do it, you're you know you're going to be. I was like, you're, you're going to be in trouble. I said, okay. I'll do it. I'm not. I'm. I'm not the uh-huh. problem here. Your client is so. Like, and I was getting a little, you know, fired up at these lawyers because I. I just was like, again, I'm not the one that's that's guilty here. So I'm like, yeah, whatever we need to do to get this solved.
1: Was this before or after she sent you an ultrasound?
0: Um, uh, this was right after.
1: Right after. Yeah. Okay. And did you know when you first saw that ultrasound that it was faked?
0: Yeah. I mean, I've listen. Now I've gotten really. <laughs> Like I, I've seen so many ultrasounds at this point. I was Google image searching, I was reverse yep. image searching, um, but I couldn't find that image. But
1: and they're hard to read. Like it's not easy to read that or to understand what's going on unless you're actually in the medical field, knowing what everything is.
0: But there were some things that that started to stick out as this looks like uh, Photoshop. So a lot of the images she would send over to me were pixelated. Okay. Um, and pixelation is a sign of photoshopping. So um, I'm a nerd in that aspect. Where like I get really into technology and all that. So I kind of knew when she sent the photos over, I already had. I was like, you know what? That looks as though someone forged this document. Especially with you not allowing me to talk to the doctors. Like, I can see the pixelation where, like, where the the right the normal image was, and then where you put you know superimpose something over top. Um, but there were things like I was googling where it had the um uh where they where they they put the they put like the estimate of the date of conception okay a uh, gestational age um and so she put the exact date that we hooked up, which like. That's not... Apparently, they can get get it within, like, a few... They can they, they, they put it on the ultrasound as, like, um, two months, four days, gestational age. Mm-hmm. But they don't do, like, the exact date, apparently. So, she had the exact you're right, date. You're right,
1: though, because I thought from when we've had our kids, I thought, oh, the day that you, like, had sex would be the date of the conception. No, it's, it's all to do with, like, the missed period and the woman's cycle. So, it's really yeah. from... The, the last period that they had is like the uh, official conception date. So that's super interesting that on that ultrasound, the date was the day that you guys were together, not Hermes period.
0: Correct. So these things started to add up uh, and uh, I was just like, again, more and more things that we're getting, I was picking up on. She ended up putting out a video of an ultrasound video and she was releasing it on Dropbox to, to Reddit. She had a pregnancy really? file that she released and a Dropbox to and she, reddit
1: and she was just yeah. like
0: go look at these files and she had a picture of her pregnant stomach which I think she photoshopped I was, well I think she at one point I think she photoshopped a few of them um, I, I was looking at bloating online and mm-hmm. like you can really make your stomach look pregnant if you if you are eating things that are bloat, you know, that cause bloat, bloating as I found but then at one, I think she was doing that I think she was forcing her body to bloat um, but like she put up that photo um, and then she put up this video did
1: she put up any photos recently because now we're at basically nine months right since since May so has she posted anything recently to try to show a belly of of
0: any sort? Oh, so as of recently uh, where we're currently at uh, she is no longer pregnant that was ref- that was from her lawyer that, oh, that put it in okay. court to my lawyer and as of three days ago uh, she said that um, she had a miscarriage. So we are asking for fetal death certificates. We know that she won't have any. We also know that she never was pregnant, but okay. we're basically for the court, we're saying, well, give us fe- what happened to them. You know, if, if, if you had a miscarriage, you would have to produce fetal death certificates. So we want them. Where are the certificates? What happened to them? Did these kids, you know, fly up into the sky? Did they, you know, did you hand them over to somebody? What happened to them? Like, where did they go? You can't just pass them, you know, yeah. it's too far along. Um, so we're, we're looking for evidence. And so where we're currently at is we have a evidentiary hearing scheduled for, I want to say February 27th. Um, and that's where, um, so the court dismissed the parenting plan that she originally filed against me. She filed a parenting plan like six months ago on me, opened it in family court. I had to go in to the court to file a response. Was
1: that the most confusing thing for the judge to, to hear you coming in? Here's this guy that used to be the bachelor and he's claiming that there are no kids yet, this woman is trying to. It
0: know, was it was almost humorous, not funny, but like in a way, I can look back at it now and make at least smile about it because um, I had to file a response to her parenting plan, basically stating like who's going to have the kids for what holidays and, and who's and then and you know who's paying this much, you know, like what percentage of the time are they are we going to have these children, um, and so. Uh, I go in and I had to respond. You have to respond, someone files something, you have to respond to it. Yeah. Otherwise, if you don't, you know, then the, the, the court will just issue a default judgment. So I had to respond because I talked to lawyers and they said, if you don't respond, they're gonna assume that you actually have children and then they're going to basically enforce this. Mm-hmm. So I had to go respond and I show up in court and the judge is like, so what's your response? I said, um, you know, I, I, I wanna basically put on record that this is all completely fabricated. There are no children. And the judge looked at me and goes, excuse me? And I said, there are no children. What do you mean? I said, there no there are no living children. I said, Not, matter of fact, there are no children, period. Not even inside of her still. Like, she's claiming she's pregnant, but there's no children. He said, well, then why do you have a parenting plan? I said, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you. I said, she just filed it against me. I said, there's, there's no proof of any children at whatsoever. And he looked at me sideways, and he was just like, okay, well, um, all right. And, like, took down what I said. Um... And then basically, like that—that that court case was just uh, it, it, that, that. It was—it sat there for a bit. Then she filed for an early resolution conference, where she was trying to get me to meet up with her. Well, at that point, I was like, "No, you're dangerous. If I meet up with you, you're going to claim that I, you know, that I raped you, or you're going to claim I beat you." Um, which she did with one of the previous guys. She claimed that she was beaten by him. So, the, she, and there were other
1: guys. They're, yes,
0: you're not the only yes. person. I'm that the this third happened guy to. she's brought into court. I'm not good friends with 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 the last guy from really? two years ago. Yeah, we're good friends now. I was just... I mean, I was texting him today. We Is text he all the time. also in Arizona? Yes, he's in Phoenix. He actually just had a child recently. Um, so really happy for him. But I went to his baby shower and all that. And, um, you know, he's hes doing great. But hes he fought her in the court system for like three years. It's sad. I mean, she she really like took him through it all and, and, and just wasted his time and money and, his, and destroyed his mental health at points. And um, so, you know, she... Yeah, I mean, that's where... She then tried to get me to meet up with her, but I knew that I was like, this is dangerous. Um, And at one point she tried, like she's, she's just, she, she's, there's, there's no extent that she won't go to. She, um, and so, uh, I knew I couldn't meet up with her, but then after the resolution we did virtual and then, uh, it just, that, that case fell flat. Meanwhile, I went to get a restraining order in the civil court, got mine. She then files one in response and, and retaliation gets gets one against me, which is very easy to get in the state of, in the state of Arizona. Um, but then uh, we got that. And then I was like, wait, this family court case is open. I'm going to use this court case that she opened against me. And now I'm going to use it against her by submitting you know uh, evidence for proof of non-paternity. Because I know that if I don't get proof, then she will down the road come out and claim that she was pregnant by the bachelor and she had a miscarriage due to all the stress from the uh, public and and cyberbullying. So I know that that's what she's gonna do. So I have to get a definitive finding of non paternity to say I was never the father, you made this entire thing up, and so if she ever tries in the future, I can point to the court case and say no. We had a finding that none of this was ever true.
1: And that's where you're at right now. That's
0: where we're currently at. Okay. Yeah,
1: and what does the timeline look for a, look like for a court case like that?
0: Yeah, so the twenty seventh of February will be when we um, go into the court and we present our evidence, mine versus hers. Um, so, you know, this could all be solved if if she would just own own up to it, but she won't. And she, and, and, and again, i I said this on a previous podcast, and I'll say it again. You know, I know she's going to listen to this because she she listens to everything I put out. I don't want her to be cyberbullied. I, I don't want her to, to, to you know, I don't want people to take her down. So also anyone that listens to this, please don't go after this individual and attack her. I'm not an advocate for that. Okay. I am an advocate for mental health, but I'm also an advocate for accountability and justice. Um, and at this point, she has caused so much damage to my mental health. She's caused damage to my you know pocketbook. She has tried to just take everything from me. This portion of
1: today's episode is brought to you by Surfshark VPN. Now, I don't know about you guys, but my privacy is very important to me, and that's why I like VPNs, more specifically, Surfshark VPN. What is a VPN, you might ask? It's a tool that improves your online privacy and protects you from hackers. It basically acts as a shield and hides your IP address so everything you do online stays private, whether it would be reading the news, streaming some shows, listening to podcasts. You name it. And what's cool is if you use a VPN, you can virtually travel the world from the comfort of your own home. And Surfshark gives you over a hundred countries to choose from. Once you change your virtual location, you'll be able to bypass censorship and restrictions, find your favorite Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, or other streaming services, and even access new libraries to watch even more content. Can't see a YouTube video because of location? Well, use Surfshark VPN. Can't access that one website to buy limited edition sneakers? Use Surfshark VPN. Try Surfshark today—totally risk-free with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Get Surfshark VPN at Surfshark.deals/unplanned. Enter promo code Unplanned for three extra months for free. Yeah, you heard me right—three extra months for free. That's Surfshark.deals/unplanned. Now, back to
0: the episode. She needs to face justice um and if she were to just come out and say i made this whole thing up i was in a bad spot mentally i need help and i'm gonna go seek help i would not pursue her legally i would let it go but she needs to take accountability mm-hmm. she needs to clear my name because if she's not going to i will clear my name and that's where i'm at right now is with this with this court with them scheduling an evidentiary hearing it's a matter of time it's, they, if they wanted to dismiss the case, they would have dismissed it. So she has no choice but to either accept accountability or I'm going to fi- get findings to prove that she made the whole thing up and she can just keep lying, but she's gonna face the repercussions. I gave her an out early on. Mm-hmm. She, I, don't, I, don't, I, never, I never mentioned this. There's so many facts to this, this whole story. I wrote up a contract, because she would send me these dating contracts basically saying, um, if you date me, uh, I will not go public. And then uh, we can go ahead and just I will I will I will um, close the court case and we can s- f- figure this out behind closed doors. So she she cr- she created a dating contract.
1: Was there an NDA or some of yes? Some sort? She
0: created an NDA, sent it over to me, and so I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not signing that. A little like,
1: NDA to say, yes, hey. She
0: created legal documents. Okay. So what I did, I go, okay, I'll play your game. So I sent back to her and in like a a, a a draft that I created, and I said. I, if you right now admit that you've made this entire thing up, I signed already on this document, as you can see, if you sign it stating you were never pregnant with my children, I will let this go and I will never, ever talk about it ever again. I won't pursue you legally. I will let this go and act as though it never happened. I gave her that out about two, three months ago.
1: Does that, and does she that still stand? Like, and, Will you allow her to sign that? Even today, and, no, it's and too late now.
0: Oh, it's too late. It's too okay, late. she she went public, and and so now like I need her to to take accountability and, and admit that she lied, so that I can be exonerated. She so, but before it, before it came out, I gave her an out, and I said, and then she said, absolutely not, I'm not signing that because I am pregnant with your children. And I followed up. I said, this is the last time I'm going to offer this to you. You have an out right now. You like you should take this because I'm not going to offer it anymore. She wouldn't do it, and I and I know now. I'm like, yeah, I bet you really wish you'd signed that. 'cause i I gave her an out i was I wanted to move on from it. I really did not want to like make this about me. I didn't want to use it for sympathy. I didn't want to take it and then go do a mental health you know talk and be and be this like be like i I was in this situation with this person like I wanted to just drop mm-hmm. it.
1: What sucks about this whole situation too, and I've heard you say this on other podcasts as well um but it's almost like this one individual almost is hurting other individuals that actually have a legitimate case of them getting pregnant and them trying to hold the man accountable that got them pregnant. And it's just so sad that this is happening to you and that it's almost damaging, you know, damaging what can happen to to women who are in, in like legitimate circumstances where they do get pregnant. And it's just, it's so sad to see.
0: It's a delicate matter because right now I think the reason why this story isn't getting as much attention as what it could be is because uh, as I was told by a state representative, I spoke with them and said, you know, "I I just want this individual to be held accountable. How likely do you think that the court will pursue them and impose charges upon them and possibly jail time? And this individual said, "And uh, highly unlikely because uh, this would potentially then deter future vi- actual victims from coming forward and sharing their story, because the fear would be if the court doesn't believe me, they'll prosecute me." And so, because of that, I, I don't know if the court's going to impose sanctions upon this individual uh, because they don't want to deter actual victims. Um, and that's challenging because, uh, I, I, b- I do believe that we should believe women, but, but, you know, I also believe that we should believe, you know, people, right? Like it's, I, I it's, it's, um, and, and just wait for the truth to come mm-hmm. out, wait for all the facts to come out before you make a judgment. Um, but this is a very sensitive subject matter because yes, there are people that have listened to the story and some of the extremists are saying, this is why we shouldn't you know, believe women. I don't believe that. I don't condone that Mm -hmm. thought process. I'm like, no, this is a very uh, rare case. I will say this: since this has happened to me, I've had many people come forward and tell me that this has happened to them, or they know somebody.
1: Well, I'm sure it's super embarrassing if this happens to you. I'm sure you just want to run away and never talk about it and just be done with it. You know, you you probably don't want to make it like you. You're already a, a public person. You're a public figure, so. You have to, in a way, clear your name and clear your character yeah. with the situation. But I can just think about a, a normal person that's not on social media, not in the media at all. They probably just want to be done with it. They don't. Wa- they probably don't want to pursue legal action. They probably just want to forget that it ever happened and not let it take any more of their life away from them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I don't want, for me, I just want to move on. Yeah, I, I, don't, I didn't want to experience any of this. Now, I found the silver lining in this whole situation. Um, so uh, again, the the lessons that I've learned have made me a better human being and I can now relate to more people and I can, uh, you know, practice patience and I can be more present and, um, you know, I, I can, I can just allow life to go and and stop trying to control so much Mm -hmm. and just focus on what I can control. So I've gotten what I need to out of this essentially. Uh, at this point I'm like, please just like, stop, you know, please do what's right and just accept. It's okay. We all make mistakes and I can forgive her and I will forgive her eventually. Um, I, I'm ready to, because you know, at the end of the day, uh, holding, harboring resentment only hurts me. It doesn't hurt her.
1: Who are these other individuals that were also targeted and went through the sa- a similar situation to you? You said one um, also is in Arizona. Hmm. Um, is, is the is the other person in a different state of some sort? Like, were they, was it very similar situations? Were they very different? I mean, yeah. I don't know what you're able to share, but yeah. I'm so curious who these oh, other people it's, are.
0: It's all out there. And again, it's, it's all publicly accessible. So everything I've said is, is there's nothing that I'm, uh, you know, speculating on. And what I have said is my opinion is my opinion. So again, I have a right to an opinion. But um, the previous guy, she, uh, she said that she was pregnant with his twins. Okay, so same, almost very, very eerily similar. Not the exact because I can't say exact because there's minor differences, but it's very eerily similar. Uh, he was, he got an ultrasound from her scent, but then he reverse Google image searched it and found that it was. I found it from a blog from like three years prior. Um,
1: and was the same ultrasound that she sent you the no, same different.
0: one? Oh, so she used so, different ultrasounds
1: every time. Yeah, and
0: this is publicly accessible. I found the court docs and I looked them up. But um, she, uh, he, he caught her and basically brought it to court and said, "Listen, like we found this online," and then she claimed that he cyber hacked her Computer? email. Oh my gosh! Sent that image to himself. And then, like, made it look like she sent it to him when really it was him. That's what she claimed. That he cyber hacked her, and he was like, "Why would I? Why would I send this to myself? I don't believe that you're pregnant. So why would I go through all that effort to do that?" So she claimed he cyber hacked her.
1: And did these individuals actually sleep with her, or was it a similar situation? Uh, I believe so.
0: I mean, again, I, I, I believe that they did. Yes, uh, on the court docs, I think it did say that they were. But I. I I don't know exactly. I didn't ask for the intimate details uh, with each of these individuals. I think the first guy was in San Francisco and I want to say that they were, um, they were like casually dating, I believe. But again, I, 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 that's their story to tell. I, um, I, I don't really know the exact intimate details. Okay. Yeah. So, And,
1: and the second guy, was it also twins? Same thing. Got an ultrasound. Um, what, what are the similarities and differences, I guess, in all these court cases?
0: Yeah, so the first guy, my understanding, uh, his court docs were closed to the public, so um, it's I haven't been able to get those court documents. Okay. Um, all I know is that he, uh, yeah, she claimed she was pregnant, and then I think she ended up going to Planned Parenthood and getting an abortion, taking the pills. Okay. Um, and then I don't know how it was settled beyond that, um, and I, so I really don't want to speak on something I'm not really familiar with. Gotcha. The second guy, um, it was... Uh, she claimed she was pregnant with twins, uh, and then they they were they were in court back and forth in court up until like just recently. Uh, they they just finished the court case two two years later, um, and she claimed abortion coercion, where she said, you know, I she suffered, you know, um, from the fact that he forced her to have an abortion uh, based off of comments that he said, and then she took these pills and she thought they might have worked, they didn't work, but then like it ultimately did, you know, kill these fetuses, and so, um, you know, that. But then she started, she was taken through court to try to, you know, I guess, win, uh, you know, like money from it, basically Mm -hmm. take money from him, but really it's not about the money for her. It's just about like, uh, it's about power, I believe. Um, so she just wanted to basically like stay in his life so that he couldn't, you know, move beyond it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's the frustrating part is again, I have a, I have a weird soft spot in a way for her because I really actually believe that the individuals that are the issue is, is her parents. Um, because I think they're the ones that have allowed this behavior. They, they're very aware of it. I, I, spoke with her mother on the phone.
1: was okay. I actually wanted to ask about that because I heard you say, I believe it was on, um, Nick Viles podcast that you yeah. spoke with her mom. Yes. And immediately I was like, was it actually her mom?
0: It was absolutely her it, mom. Oh, it was absolutely her mom. No, you, that I you're sure it that out. it
1: wasn't, it wasn't her faking a voice or no. it wasn't a friend, mm-hmm. you know, in on it.
0: Okay. Nope. So, uh, and this is I, I will I would build it with everything in my heart. I believe it for a few reasons. One, uh, I took the phone number and I and I put it in Google and found the the, the record online okay. that it was it was her mother. Um, I also then watched a podcast of her and her mother speaking, um, so I could hear what her mom's voice sounded like. Same voice. Um, same voice as what was on the phone. Okay. Um, exact same voice, and I know that uh, she didn't know how to do a voice in, in court like encoder or whatever to alter her voice Uh, I also when I was on the phone her her mother was speaking differently different tonality different pace Uh, a lot of times with this individual she would send emails from people that claimed to be other people but it had the same speech pattern same uh, like language was used and so I knew this is not actually this person this is her um, but yes, I, without a shadow of doubt, that was her mother on the phone that I spoke to. Um, so, so her mother what, what? allows her, you know, is, okay. enables like allows her to do this. And,
1: I, and is she getting money from her parents to help her fund these lawyers? Cause I mean, that's expensive. Like lawyers are, lawyers are very expensive.
0: Her family's well off. Um, and so yeah, uh, they, they, uh, my understanding is that she lives in her parents, casita and, uh, she really doesn't. I mean, she claims she's a podcast host, but she hasn't put out two. You know, she hasn't put out any podcast in like two years, and then she does horse sales. But I, I don't think she sells. I think her parents do. So I don't think she does anything.
1: This portion of today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, a common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right, and that is just completely false. When I talk to people that are like, "Yeah, my spouse and I never argue. You know, we never get into any sort of confrontation," I'm like, "Either you're a unicorn or you're lying, and most likely, I think you're just." lying to me. So um, relationships take work and that's why I'm a big proponent of therapy. Therapy is so important and it's really great when it comes to your relationships because you have to put in the work in your relationship to make sure that it stays strong. It's like a muscle. You know, you can't expect to be a strong person physically if you're not working out your muscles and relationships are the same exact way. Therapy can be a place to work through challenges you face in all of your relationships, whether with friends, work, or your significant other, or anyone. I think one of my my proudest relationships is my relationship with my wife because we have been together for seven and a half years now. Holy crap, we've had two children. We now have a five month old and an 18 month old, and our relationship definitely takes work. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime. For no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash unplannedpodcast today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot unplannedpodcast. Back to the episode. Do you think it's mental illness, though? Like, for someone That's, to yeah, go after That's part of it. three men and, you know, time and time again claim to be pregnant, and from what I'm, from what I'm hearing about these cases, she wasn't, um, you know... I don't. I don't know what type of you know mental illness, illness that would be. But have you researched that? Is there any sort of theory that you have on what could be going on?
0: I've seen what people would say. Like this. This is indicative of this split personality, or, or there's. I've seen certain terminology, but I'm not here to diagnose. Um, I. I do believe that there is some type of uh, well, there's there's a mental aspect. Absolutely, nobody does this for the fun of it. Like um, I believe that again, she. My belief, just my opinion. This could be wrong, um, but my belief, and again, I'm entitled to my own opinion. But um, I believe her parents coddled her, and I think her parents basically. Uh, created like allowed her to get away with these things and show her that you can kind of get away with stuff. If you pay, you know, if you, if you have the money to be able to yeah. take people to court and bleed them out financially. Um, and so uh, they allowed like, we're able to kind of get her out of all these situations Um, And so I I think that's where she she began to feel invincible and the messages she would send me she She would talk about how like, uh, you know, I she said one time she threatened me She said I will take you to court and I will win. I have an infinite amount of money So she threatened me and said I'll bury you basically in court because you can't keep up with the money that I have Um, That's
1: that's so interesting because yeah, our friends that had an adoption scam same situation the scammer had very wealthy parents um, and yeah. It's a, it's a whole, whole massive story, a whole other conversation, but it's crazy when someone has the resources of, of money, you know, you can hire the best lawyers, you can, you can cover your tracks and it's, um, that's, that's just so interesting that this person, this individual has those resources and that's why it, it, at least it seems that they're able to do this.
0: It's frustrating because I grew up in a blue collar environment where we had everything that we needed, but we don't have, access uh, um, and I'm still at a place where, like, I have what, enough, but I don't have an excess. I don't have at least an equivalent access to what she has. Um, so to to fight, you know, head to head. I mean, I've been very fortunate. I've had some people, you know, I have a GoFundMe that people have raised money for to help me out. Um, but I bought a house like right in the midst of all this, so I basically became cash poor by dumping everything in. Now I'll be okay. Like I got I got all figured out. I'm like I've been able to make do, and I will survive, and I pivot, and I'll be okay. But like it was wasn't really great for the timing. I'm like I just poured into a house I don't really have any excess funds and lawyers are expensive five well, six five six hundred bucks an hour and
1: you didn't you self-represent for one of the court cases did, yeah, too yeah
0: yeah uh and again I'm stubborn so I'm still you know working on that part of me but like and, and again, you
1: lost right like you self-represented and then it didn't work out in your favor yeah I
0: self-represented in two cases and I got an extension on one of the cases and then um and then the next day I self-represented it and I lost that case and then I didn't know but the first case was recorded it was on it was online It's online right now. Okay, uh, they opened it to the public And so I got out of the court case and I had this pot, you know podcast he, he messaged me and he goes, uh, he, he said hey, you did you did well and I said What do you mean? He goes I wa-. he said you did a good job I just was watching you were very composed. I said, what do you mean you're watching me? He said you didn't realize that that was live streamed and I was like what he's like. Yeah Yeah, there's like a thousand people that watched it apparently on reddit. He's like you did good And so I went online. I'm like, oh my gosh, like no one told me this was, you know, that this was on for everyone to watch. So I was self represented and it actually worked out really well because it got my case out there even more. And then people saw, like, why does he not have a lawyer? Well, then, like, uh, it started to trickle out. Like, he doesn't have a lawyer because he financially, he's he just bought a house. He's not in the, he's not, and he's not willing to pay mm-hmm. the lawyers. And part of me was like, yeah, I also am not guilty. Like, if I was guilty, I'd get a lawyer in a heartbeat. But I was like, I feel like I can go in and tell my truth. I'm not the one that has to hide anything. And I just got to tell the lawyer, like, hey, she needs to present evidence, right? I mean, how else can you how can how can you say I'm guilty without evidence? So I kind of had that. That was my belief system: was I'll go in there, and if they'll say you have to, you know, pay up, or you have to, you know, show up for these kids, I'll say, okay, well, okay, where's the proof? And once you can prove that, the, that she's pregnant, then sure, I'll step up to the plate. Because that was never an issue. I was like, if she actually was pregnant. I would man up and I would pay, you know, or I would take full custody. She always wanted joint custody. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm not raising these kids with you. It'll make my mental health worse. Like, I cannot be with you. You are terrorizing me. So I, but I said, I go, I will either take hundred percent or you'll take hundred um, percent. And so I, I was willing to like, if, if you can present evidence and show that you're actually pregnant, I'll step up to the plate, but I'm not going to step up to the plate until you prove it.
1: And with the, with the lawyer situation, isn't there some sort of thing in the legal system where if you end up winning the case, then they have to pay for your lawyer? Is that always the case? Or is that something that yeah. is all added on top of the legal process? Yeah, so
0: we're going for legal, legal fees right now. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, and she's claiming that. Well, I, I have a GoFundMe, so I don't need legal fees because I'm getting the GoFundMe. Well, I've burned through way more than the GoFundMe has has raised. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I, uh, the GoFundMe again, very, very, very grateful for everyone that's, that that has helped helped out. I think the GoFundMe raised uh, 10k. I blew through that within two weeks. Okay. So I am well beyond the, the GoFundMe at this point, point. Um, and I don't like to be, but like I basically have this like the end is in sight, and I can't back off at this point. If I back off, she'll do it again. And I know that I I don't want another man to go through what, what I went through and what the previous men went through. So I'm like, I have to put my foot down on the gas and just go full steam ahead. And yeah, I mean, I'm burning gas. I'm burning money by the minute. Um, but I'm like I, I feel like the end's in sight, and hopefully this will—we'll you know, get the justice that we need, and she'll be held accountable, whatever that looks yeah. like.
1: And obviously, you've already said that you do not want anyone to cyberbully her or no, I don't. to dox her, and you—you you just want—and you're not saying her name because you Mm-mm. want to keep that anonymous. Yes. Um, which I—I I totally respect that. Um, I'm curious though, with pursuing this case, what's the end goal? I, is it is it to make sure that it's permanently on her record that she's done this so that she can't do it to other people? Is there
0: something- That's exactly what it is. I would say probably nothing more, nothing less. I don't want her to do this to anybody else. This is the second allegation that I've been hit with. I got hit with a false accusation uh, last year for a cheating scandal that I disproved, thankfully, uh, within 24 hours. Um, but I'm tired of my name getting dragged through the mud. And I think- uh, a lot of that had to do with people saw me as a pushover, and they okay. saw me as I wasn't well liked coming off the show, and so I was an easy target. Was that when you were with Susie that mm-hmm. that false yep. allegation came yep. through? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I think people are attacking me because they see me as weak, and they they saw me as okay. I can uh, this this guy uh, you know can't fend for himself, so I can go ahead and get what I need to get out of this individual, um, and ultimately he can't even defend himself. So like I'll be able to overpower him.
1: So are you currently? suing her for defamation
0: or is that I've, a whole separate thing i I'm, i have not stepped up yet to do so but if i don't get the result that i want from this active court case right now yes i will i will okay um, unless she comes forward if she comes forward and says i made the whole thing up and i'm looking to seek to get help then um i will not pr- pursue it if she continues to double down and i don't get and then and the court just says we're going to dismiss it all i'm absolutely going to sue her for defamation and i will win because she i have so much evidence against her
1: and okay winning aside and maybe recouping some of the the money you lost from missed speaking engagements and you know having your name drug through the mud all of that aside does part of you hesitate to do something like that because of it robbing you of your peace, it robbing you of yeah. years of your life or months mm-hmm. of your life that you you'll never get back because you're you're dealing with this case.
0: I still get emotional talking about this, right? I mean, just with right there saying I'll will sue her, mm-hmm. like you could sense that I'm my heart rate was picking up. I'm I'm getting you know like um, my, to- my tone my tone my voice is raising. Like um, I I still get very I'm very emotional about all of this, but I have to take a step back and. And, and I know that if I do decide to pursue her, that she will rob me of my peace for, for years as she did with the last guy. If I'm lucky, I'll be able to, the court moves slow, but if I'm lucky, I might be able to get through it. If I open up a defamation case, I might be able to get through it in, in five, six months. If I'm lucky, more than likely I'll be dragging it for a couple of years. And at the end of it, she'll just claim bankruptcy and I'll never see a p- penny. What I was told was unless you're suing a corporation for defamation, uh, an individual will just claim bankruptcy if they lose and you'll never see a cent. So I know I'll never recoup the cost uh it's not about that, but yeah, I'll be robbed of my of my peace and my and, and, and just my, and my energy um and so while I just said emotionally, I will absolutely pursue her if I take a deep breath and settle back down i I can't give that answer with full certainty because if i I'm just looking at as the right now, I hope I win this case on february twenty seventh I really hope I win it uh if I win it then that should be it. And so that's all. I'm like, you know what? Until February 27th, I'm going to just keep living my day to day. I'm not really trying to put a ton of thought into it. Mm -hmm. Um, I talk about it, you know, on the podcast here and there just to get the story out. Uh, But then I go on with the rest of my day. I put it in the back of my mind and I'm like, let me just, okay, until this day shows up, like there's really no reason to give any more thought. So would I actually, I don't know, I'd have to have that conversation. If, if I lost this case in the family court, then I would have to sit there and say, is it worth it?
1: Is there, is there some way that she could flee the country or change her name, change her identity? Yeah, she tried then, to change her name. And avoid, oh, so she yeah. did.
0: So she tried to change her name, but because there's so many eyes on this, the public found it within before I even found it. They found really? it. The second she filed for it, it got out online like 12 hours later. So she's already tried to file a name change, which just shows that she's dodging all responsibility. She just, she's totally okay with changing her full identity. She won't, won't take any accountability. That's the extent that she's willing to go to. Um, and, and, and so I, I think it's a lost cause. I can plead with her all day. But all but and and she's not going. I think to change her ways. But I that's why I mean I I can also say, hey, listen, I can feel for you because I know that that lack of self worth. I know what that feels like. We and you and I had had that initial discussion. We talked Mm -hmm. about it. I know how you feel, and I don't think it's fully your fault. It's your environment. I think it's your family, like your parents. They caused this to happen, and you think they're your safe haven, but they're not. They're the ones that caused you to be in this situation. And I almost feel like I'm like if you start to place like more accountability on them for what they've created you. In, like turned you into you know this is their fault this isn't all your fault this is their fault for enabling you for allowing you to become this way they should have held, held you accountable from the very get-go but they're not because they're the ones that are responsible and I can take that blame from her and place it upon them because I know they're responsible because again her mother allows it to happen her mother deserves to see justice in court I'm like you're the, just as much as the problem you know because you're the one that enables this and allows it to go on and you know that it was wrecking my mental mm-hmm. health and you don't care you don't care. You know exactly what your daughter's doing. You know she's destroying men's mental health. I've had dark thoughts. I went down a dark freaking path. Mm-hmm. There have been points when I didn't want to continue living my life because of this woman. Mm. And th- I've talked to previous people and the same thing. They said the same thing. I'm like, I've been so freaking close because yeah. of you. Do you understand what you've done to my mental health? Do you know you understand that you've taken me down? And I, it, I get so angry So angry Mm -hmm. because I'm like, I cannot believe that you're willing to let somebody potentially take themselves off this planet Mm -hmm. because you won't just take accountability.
1: Take a breath. I'm so sorry, man.
0: I'm really scared for what she might do to the next person. And I'm really afraid that like, they're not going to be able to handle it. And weirdly enough, my previous false accusation, I kept leaning back on that. I was like, well, it's a good thing I have went through this once so I know how the cycle will work. I'll be guilty until proven innocent. And then eventually the facts will come out and people will come back around. But I'm gonna get ripped to shreds initially. But I know how this works. I've been through mm-hmm. it one time before. And so we, I was able to use the previous a- allegation. And I was able to then go, okay, I know how this is gonna go and I can get through this. I can get through it and I, had a, I have an incredible support system. And so I I said, okay, I can get through this because you've been through so much, Clayton. Like you can get through this. Mm -hmm. Do not give up. Don't give up. Like you will see this through. You have everything you need to get through this. And at the end of the day, you will move on and you will survive and you will be stronger and there will be a silver lining. I just had to keep reminding myself of that every single day.
1: And who is that support system that's helping you through this?
0: man, I got so many incredible people. It's my parents, my brothers. It's strangers that are messaging me every day saying I heard mm-hmm. your story and I believe you and I'm, I am want you to just be happy and you've went through so much and they just give me that validation and that support to know that I'm not alone in this.
1: Has it been hard to find people in Arizona? I don't know how long you've lived here, but um, obviously moving to a new, new city, new state, um, it's not easy to make community right away. Have you had people physically here with you to surround you with that support
0: you know what's incredible is that um, when you're vulnerable you provide a safe space for others to be vulnerable to you back toward you mm-hmm. I've had so many people come to me and share their struggles uh, and, and share these these deep 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 secrets that they won't even tell their family and friends because they're fearful of judgment from them and so they'll mm-hmm. tell a stranger because they're like well if the stranger judges me. I don't have to ever see them on a daily basis. So so oftentimes strangers will tell strangers some pretty crazy things or like some deep secrets because they're like, Hey, I don't have to ever like see you again. I'm not going to go to work the next day and you're going to be there. Um, but I've had a lot of people open up to me and they see that, well, he's vulnerable. So I can obviously be, be vulnerable and he he's willing to be transparent and admit that he's made mistakes and that he crossed these boundaries, but he's, But, you know, if he's willing to, like, obviously he won't judge me for what I've done. Mm -hmm. And I've had people tell me some of the wildest things. And I'm so sorry that they've went through them. But I've been able to build strong, strong connections with strangers off of just one hour conversation. I mean, I'm having one, two hour conversations with strangers that I've met 20 minutes prior. Because when you're vulnerable, when you just open up, it's a rarity amongst humans because we're so fearful. We live in a society where there's the fear of the unknown. There's fear of judgment um, and everyone's trying to live for others and very few people live for themselves. And so when you just are authentically you, it's refreshing and it starts to attract people where they're like, wow, like I like his energy and I feel safe around him. And so people come to me and they and they, they they open up and then what that does is it creates a bond because then I'm like, "Thank you cuz you sharing makes me realize that like at face value, I thought you had it all together. But now I realize that you're struggling just like I am, like we all are." Would you say you're more of someone that has a
1: lot of friends and you're like kind of close with a lot of people or you have just a, a few really really close friends and and you're really tight with those very few people?
0: I would say I have a lot of accomplices, um, and I use the word accomplice. It's so uh, in a friendly manner. I, it, it's I have so many great connections. I mean, uh, I, I connect with so. I love to talk, as you can't if you can't tell, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I love just to talk because again, I'm an open book, and I got nothing to hide. So I just I'm like if you if I said anything today that maybe crossed a line or offended somebody, um, you know, the good thing about it is is I'm totally okay with being wrong. If people say I don't like the way he said that, and they attack me online. I actually welcome that because I know I'm not perfect and I know that there's things that I still have to refine and be better about mm-hmm. and learn from. So I don't. The great thing is I don't second guess what I say because I'm just saying what I feel and what I believe. And if it's wrong in the eyes of the majority, well then I'll step back and go, okay, thank you for holding me accountable, right? So I love having interactions and talking. And I used to be very guarded with what I said out loud because I didn't want people to judge me. And so I would I would just basically give interview answers because I uh, and I wouldn't really speak my mind because I was so afraid of people like coming down on me for my true beliefs. Now I just basically. I'm an, I just word vomit I'm, I just let it out there and I'm like if you like me great if you don't like something I said great too you know why because if you don't like something I said let's have a conversation help me grow and so that's why I, I would say I'm really you know connected with a lot a lot of people but I only trust a few
1: we've talked about so much today and I really appreciate you making the drive out to to share your story and um let your voice be heard but I just wanted to hit you with one final question, I guess, to someone that's going through a similar situation or to somebody who maybe um, is, is thinking about, you know, getting into a relationship with somebody and they're, they're seeing like warning signs. Like, what, what would you say to look out for so that people don't have something like this happen to them?
0: Don't believe everything that you see and hear. If something feels off, you have every right to go take a deeper dive. And, and really make sure with full certainty that your reality is your actuality. That's good. There's just liars and cheaters out there and bad people and they'll tell you something with conviction like you've never seen it before. And they're preying on the fact that they that their conviction and, and will, will, will override your skepticism. And, uh, and And you know what? If something feels off, let your intuition is telling you something's off for a reason. So, so don't don't push it down. Say, okay, if something mm-hmm. feels off. Let me go. Let me go. Just make sure there's no harm in double checking.
1: Well, Clayton, thank you so much for sharing your story. And um, if you guys haven't checked out Clayton's Instagram, um, you can find him there. You can find where else can we find you, Clayton? Just so that we can. Um, keep up to date with everything. And, and I guess the court case that you said is February 27th.
0: I'm, I'm old school as far as I don't like to be on so, so many different apps. Um, so I'm on Instagram. Everything's on Instagram. My website okay. is in the link in my bio. Everything I'm doing is on that way. Clayton com, which is on okay. my, my bio, uh, the link uh, for my Instagram. So it's all on Instagram and it's just Clayton Eckard. Uh, that's my, that's my handle.
1: Pressure you coming out. Um, wishing only the best for you. And, uh, thank you so much for your vulnerability today. I know it probably wasn't easy to say some of the things that you said, so appreciate you opening up and just sharing, um, sharing your story.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. This is so great.
1: Thank you so much for watching the episode till the end. Wanted to give you guys an update on Abby. So unfortunately, right after the episode concluded, we got the horrible news that her grandpa passed away. Um, Abby actually came in halfway through the recording because she wasn't able to get on the flight that she thought she was going to get on to go back home to the Midwest to be with her family. Um, but luckily now as I'm recording this, she is back. She's back in the Midwest with her family. I'm flying out tomorrow. Um, my son's asleep upstairs and I'm going to hop on a flight in the morning to meet her and be there with the rest of their family, um, to mourn this loss. So Thank you guys so much um, for being here. Thank you for your thoughts, your prayers, your condolences. And um, if you could just um, be thinking of Abby and her family at this time, that'd be very much appreciated. Uh, And uh, yeah, we love you guys. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement.